Welcome to the Sant Mat Satsang podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Today, meet the unknown guru of Radhaswami, Gudhari Sahib of Lucknow. A Sant Mat history research update, a follow-up to a couple of podcasts from a year ago on Gudhari Sahib, the unknown guru of Swamiji Maharaj. Also today, some mystic poetry, the Shabds of the Lucknow Satsang. Mystic poetry from the Lucknow literature. Mystic verses of Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, Maharaj Gudhari Sahib of Lucknow, Sri Swami, Saraswami from Hathras, one of the lost shabs of Swami G. Maharaj of Agra. Shabs are mystic hymns from Garabdas, Sukdas, Lakmandas, and Sri Haricharandas. The subject of Santmat history is rather esoteric and obscure, and yet I find history to be very liberating leading to many exciting discoveries and new writings. For instance, the Shabs of Lucknow were just translated and I just finished working on the ebook version this morning, fresh from Hindi into English for the first time in the history of the Western world. History can be liberating and lead to new discoveries, new scriptures, new poetry, new discoveries. Questions like, who was Tulsi Sahib's guru? What documents were tossed down Swamiji's well? What was the relationship between Gudhari Sahib and Swamiji Maharaj? Where do those lost sayings of Jesus come from that are quoted by some in early Christianity but not found in the New Testament? Where do they come from? Pursuing questions like those I find to be absolutely liberating. History is liberating. And explains the existence of this program. This podcast wouldn't even be here without such curiosity. And that's why you get information presented here that you won't find elsewhere. It's great to now be at Stitcher. It's great to be at Podbay FM, Player FM. Spotify, Podbean, Libsyn, of course, my home base, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, other podcast venues as well. And, of course, the all-important and central hub of YouTube. In the notes section below are links to those earlier podcasts on Gudhari Sahib, the unknown guru of Radhaswami, a link to my research paper on Maharaj Gudhari Sahib, a link to the ebook version of The Shabs of Lucknow, uploaded today to the Internet Archive, which also is a place where this podcast is uploaded to. The Internet Archive is a kind of electronic library of Alexandria, preserving the knowledge of the web into the deep future, far beyond our time here on planet Earth. So long as the Earth continues to turn on its axis, electricity is still a thing and civilization carries on into the deep future. Podcasts, books, films, and other information preserved by the Internet Archive will live on till that final hard drive at the end of time. Welcome to the Santmat Satsang Podcast, a satsang without walls. Meet the unknown guru of Radhaswami, Maharaj Gudhari Sahib. Reviewing the history, before we get to the new discoveries, 
scholarly references to Sant Gudhari Sahib in academic sources. Professor Mark Jurgensmeyer, in his book Radhaswami Reality, observes, Gudhari Das is described as being the chief disciple of Tulsi Sahib, a term that would usually imply he was understood as his designated successor. That's based on Pratap Singh's biography of Swami Ji Maharaj, page 108. Another observation based on the biography of Swami Ji Maharaj by Pratap Singh, page 37. Mark Jurgensmeyer, after Tulsi Sahib's death, Swami Shiv Dayal brought Gudhari Das into his house, treated him with love and accorded him respect due to a pious Mahatma." Unquote. Swamiji Maharaj treated Gudhari Das as his guru, as well as donated and gave substantial material support to his spiritual mission for a number of years, according to the biography of Swamiji Maharaj, and according to Professor Daniel Gold in a great book on the Sant tradition of India called The Lord as Guru. Hindi Sants or Saints in the North Indian Tradition, published by Oxford University Press. If Swamiji was not in fact a born Sant, he was certainly able to imbibe the teachings of the Sants from an early age. His family belonged to a Punjabi caste, the Khatris, many of whom venerate the teachings of Guru Nanak without adopting the outer marks of the Sikh Brotherhood. Swamiji's brother Pratap, or Chachaji, writes that their father and grandfather used to read with great love and fervor Nanak Sahib's banis or hymns and recited the Japji, Guru Nanak's morning prayer, daily. Settled in Hathras, Swamiji Maharaj's father came in contact with Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, who was a perfect saint. Occasionally, Tulsi Sahib visited Agra also because of satsang, because of his satsang, faith in Mat took deeper roots in Swamiji Maharaja's father. Many of Swamiji's female relatives too came to Tulsi Sahib's satsang, a word meaning good company that is used by Radha Swamis and others to refer to communal gatherings around the Master. We are told that Tulsi Sahib had informed Swamiji's mother of his greatness, that a high saint has incarnated himself in her family. She was not to regard him as an ordinary son. By the time Tulsi Sahib died, Swamiji was already a young man of about 25 or 26 certainly old enough to have received initiation from Tulsi Sahib. Writers from both Agra and Bayas moreover report his visiting Tulsi Sahib in Hathras, about 20 miles from Agra, during the latter's final illness. But in his own work, Swamiji never mentions Tulsi Sahib as his guru, nor did he ever seem to have made an overt claim to be Tulsi Sahib's spiritual successor. Indeed, there were some celibate disciples of Tulsi Sahib for whom Swamiji had considerable respect. To one of them, named Gudhari Das, he even gave substantial material support in Agra over a number of years. Some think that he may also have been sensitive to claims of Gudhari Das to be the local successor of Tulsi Sahib. For while Swamiji had given private discourses to disciples at his home for some years previously, it was not apparently until after Gudhari Das had died that Swamiji Maharaj was persuaded to open his satsang to the public. Vasant Pachmi, 1861, the Hindi, or rather Hindu holiday on which Swamiji opened the satsang is considered by many within the tradition to have marked the beginning of a new religious dispensation." Unquote.
Professor Daniel Gold, pages 110 and 111, in his book, The Lord as Guru, Hindi Sants in the Northern Indian Tradition, Oxford University Press, 1987. Observing that Swamiji Maharaj opened his satsang doors at Panagali to the public in 1861 after the death of Gudhari Das. The biography of Swamiji Maharaj mentions the city of Lucknow as being the location where Gudhari spent most of his time, where his satsang was based. And when Gudhari was about to pass away, Swamiji Maharaj, also known as Seth Shivdayal Singh or Santrata Swami Sahib, Swamiji traveled to Lucknow to be with him and spent time with him in intense meditation. It says in the biography of Babuji Maharaj, page 376, both the female disciples of Gudhari Das came running to Swamiji Maharaj and requested him to save his guru, unquote. There is even a story told that Swamiji helped Gudhari at death's door to reconnect with the sound current, thus postponing his death briefly. There is a belief in Santmat that at the time of death, the sound current, like the soul, begins to withdraw from the body. He wanted to spend a little bit more time with Gudhari. Professor David Lane, in his book, The Radhaswami Tradition, writes, Historically, it would be interesting to find out when Gudhari passed away. Note the Gudhari Das Shiv Dayal connection, though rarely if ever mentioned by Santma historians, has not escaped the watchful eye of Radhaswami's two youngest scholars, Daniel Gold and Aaron Talsky. As Talsky speculates, quote, a provocative possibility is that Shiv Dayal did not begin his public ministry during this interval, 1843, the time of Tulsi Sahib's passing through 1861, either because he was sensitive to the status of Gudhari Das as a reputed successor to Tulsi Sahib, or indeed followed the latter in some way." Unquote. According to Satsangis affiliated with the Lucknow Satsang, the death date for Maharaj Gudhari Sahib, or Gudhari Das, was during the month of August in the year 1860. A few months later is when Swamiji Maharaj formally began his spiritual satsang mission, opening his doors to the public. A few months later, after the death of Gudhari, in the city of Agra. Disciples of Swamiji Maharaj mention their spiritual master's association with Gudhari Sahib. Some of Swamiji's closest disciples and spiritual successors mention Swamiji's association with both Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras and Sant Gudhari Sahib of Lucknow. From the biography of Baba Devi Sahib, this association of Shiv Dayal Singh, Sant Radhaswami Sahib, with Param Sant Dayal Sri 108 Gudhari Sahib is now independently corroborated by yet another source, another branch of Santmat. The following is from the biography of Baba Devi Sahib, published by the Maharishi Mehi Ashram, located at Kapagat Bhagalpur in Bihar district, India. Connected with the lineage of Baba Devi Sahib and Maharishi Mehi Paramhans. In other words, they are not affiliated with the Gudhari Sahib Ashram in Lucknow, they barely have any knowledge of the existence of the Lucknow group, but fortunately their history has preserved some vitally important evidence about this connection between Swamiji and Gudhari Sahib. Baba Devi Sahib, the devotee who had eventually published the Ghat Ramayan, the spiritual classic of Tulsi Sahib, who was blessed as an infant by Tulsi Sahib, who predicted he would become a great saint, helping thousands, 
of souls in the world, reminding one of Swamiji being blessed in a similar fashion by Tulsi, and grew up in Hathras, in the Hathras community presided over by Sri Sirswami. As an adult, Baba Devi Sahib eventually spent some time in Agra. He became close friends with a Radhaswami Satsangi, a devotee by the name of Padma Das, who invited him to the Radhaswami Satsang in Agra, where Padma Das introduced him to Rai Salagram, who became guru there after the time of Swamiji Maharaj. Quote, quoting the biography of Baba Devi Sahib, quote, Padma Das took Baba Devi to Rai Salagram Bahadur's Radhaswami Satsang in Agra. There, Padma Das narrated to Salagram Sahib about Baba Devi's story, his intensified devotion from childhood, the demise of his parents at a very young age, his firm determination and increasing intuition to spend his life as a yogi in a solitary place. Hearing all of these things, Rai Salagram Sahib asked Baba Devi, do you know the method of meditation which you want to practice in a secluded place? Yes, Baba Devi replied humbly. Then Salagram Sahib asked, from where have you received this instruction? Baba Devi said, I am a disciple of Sant Tulsi Sahib and he himself has blessed me. Then Huzur Maharaj Rai Salagram Sahib became very glad to hear it and told Baba Devi that you are a member of my very own family because Sant Tulsi Sahib was my most reverend. Huzur Maharaj Rai Salagram further explained about the association of his guru, his spiritual master, Shiv Dayal Swamiji, and Sant Tulsi Sahib's disciple Gudhari Das. He disclosed that his guru Shiv Dayal used to tell that he, Shiv Dayal, had been greatly benefited by his association with Baba Gudhari Das, a disciple of Sant Tulsi Sahib. Unquote. That's from the biography of Baba Devi Sahib, excerpted in English, at the Sad Guru Mehi website, on a page titled "Life and Teachings of Baba Devi Sahib." In his Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry, Swamiji Maharaj described one of his meditations, soul traveling through the great dark void regions known as Soon and Mahasoon, the void and the great void. This is a quote from the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry. For a long time, the spirit of this fakir, i.e. Swamiji Maharaj himself, sauntered and stayed there, and then under the instructions from his teachers and guides, moved ahead." Unquote. In the Sarbachan, words like Murshida and Guru are translated as master, guide, or teacher. But here we have teachers, guides, in other words, a plural form of Murshid or Guru, not just one teacher or one guide, plural, two guides here, having sojourned there and having enjoyed the glory thereof for a very long time, the spirit of this fakir moved on in accordance with the instructions of the guides." Unquote. In a plural form is how it's also rendered according to another translation of the Sarbachan Radhaswami poetry by Sant Das Maheshwari in his translation known as Sarbachan Radhaswami Poetry Part 1, published in Agra. In his book, Anmol Vajan, sometimes also called Anman Vajan or Bajan, Sant Garbdas commented on the above verses of Swamiji's Sarbachan poetry and provides us with more evidence about Gudhari Sahib settling the matter once and for all with some very clear statements about Swamiji's associations with both Tulsi Sahib and Gudhari Sahib. Anman Vajan, or Bhajan, is a book of questions and answers by Sant Garabda Sahib, close disciple and eventual spiritual successor of Swamiji Maharaj, 
and eventual founder of the Radhaswami Spiritual Science, Radhaswami Satsang, at Sarai Rohila in Delhi. And they have satsangs in other locations as well in India. Sant Garabdas, quote, Swamiji in his discourses in the Sarbachan poetry has said that his surat or soul descended into the dark regions of Mahasun, but could neither locate the bottom or the end of it, nor did it feel it, did it feel it worth I will start over. <laughs> Swamiji in his discourses has said that his surat or soul descended into the dark regions of Mahasun, but could neither locate the bottom nor the end of it, nor did it feel it worthwhile to go down any further. Thereafter, his surat, adhering to the signs as revealed to him by his gurus, ascended upwards. Here Swamiji says that it was the inner mercy of his Satguru Tulsi Sahib and that of Maharaj Gudhari Dasji, whose satsang he attended for a very long period of time." Unquote. Both Sant Tulsi Sahib and Maharaj Gudhari Sahib were gurus of Swamiji Maharaj. Both provided Swamiji with inner grace, helping to guide him during his inward journey, as described in the passage above. He was a disciple of them both, on good terms with them both, right up till the end of their lives, by all accounts. Good Hari update! Contact with the Lucknow Satsang has been established. The Satsang associated with Sant Gudhari Sahib. What do they have to say about Sant Gudhari Sahib's relationship with Swamiji Maharaj? About a year ago, I wrote a letter to the ashram in Lucknow, affiliated with the Sant Mat group, founded originally by Sant Tulsi Sahib. It's the ashram once headed by Sri Gudhari Sahib. It took a very long time, but I recently got a reply, became in contact with the software engineer there who speaks English rather well, and is a satsangi, a disciple, an initiate, affiliated with the Lucknow Satsang. He responded to my letter with an email, and we've been corresponding ever since. He's a friend at Facebook. I've also added him on the phone and chat app known as WhatsApp. He has sent me many photos of a couple of the ashrams in Lucknow, including of the inside of the Samad, or tomb, of Gudhari Sahib. So recently I asked if he would take some photos of the outside of the Samad. Being on an early morning Amrit Vela, or Brahma Muhurta, schedule, I was online very early in the morning and was fortunate to have a very long conversation with him. He had gone over to the ashram to take the photos I had requested, and during our conversation he said he was sitting right next to Sri Hari Charandas, the current elder guru of the Lucknow Satsang. So he was relaying my questions to Sri Hari Charan, and I got a chance to ask some very important key questions. At last, to get the Lucknow side of things, the Lucknow version of the history of Gudhari Sahib and Swamiji Maharaj. It's a group that uses the five names, the Panchnam. Those are five secret Guru Mantra names revealed at the time of initiation sacred divine names that also correspond to inner heavenly regions that are the focus of Surat Shabd Yoga meditation, meditation upon the inner light and sound of God. Mantras or sacred names used for Simran practice or Manas Jap vary from group to group. Some groups use the five names, others use the name Radhaswami, which is in the public domain, not a secret name. Others have other names, which are secret names. Names vary from branch of Santmat to branch of Santmat. But the Lucknow Satsang makes use of the five names. 
the Lucknow satsang doesn't have any letters from Swamiji, no lost letters of Swamiji Maharaj filed away somewhere, but they are in possession of shabs, mystic hymns of Swamiji Maharaj for the outside world and the world of Radhaswami. These represent lost shabs of Swamiji Maharaj. One of them is called a Shabad by Radhaswami, disciple of Gudhari Sahib. That's a direct quote. Quote, Shabad by Radhaswami, a disciple of Gudhari Sahib. Unquote. Most of the time, they call Swamiji Maharaj Radhaswami. From what I've seen in rough translation already, Swamiji's Shabs from a collection known as Sarbachan Radhaswami Poetry are very similar in style and contents to those by Gudhari Sahib, Sir Swami, and other Tulsi Sahib-related gurus. These all have a great emphasis on traversing the various inner regions during meditation. This satsangi from Lucknow said he would compile more pages and take photos of those pages with his phone. I have someone who is doing the translating of these from Hindi to English. Plus, they've also translated for me some inscriptions found in photos, photos of inscriptions written in Hindi found on various plaques in Lucknow. You know, plaques at the uh, Samad of Gudhari Sahib, Samads of other gurus and sadhus as well. Swamiji Maharaj was the successor of Gudhari Sahib. Tulsi Sahib to Gudhari Sahib to Swamiji Maharaj is the correct description of the lineage. Between Tulsi Sahib and Swamiji Maharaj was another master, and his name was Gudhari Sahib. According to the Lucknow Sant Mat Satsang, founded by Sant Tulsi Sahib, quote, Tulsi Sahib of the Hathras Ashram created the satsang in Agra, unquote. The Agra satsang was founded originally by Tulsi Sahib, was one of their satsang centers for many, many years. The Lucknow satsang has very warm feelings regarding Swamiji Maharaj, who is described as being quite devoted to Gudhari. Once again, an account of Swamiji being blessed and initiated by Tulsi Sahib when very young and even before he was born. Then after Tulsi's passing, Swamiji sat at the feet of Gudhari, often spending time with him in Lucknow. Swamiji was, quote, a student or disciple of Gudhari Sahib, unquote. Gudhari is the guru Swamiji was affiliated with during those years between the time of Tulsi Sahib's passing in 1843 and the time of Gudhari's passing in August of 1860. Also, according to the Lucknow Satsang, somewhat prior to Gudhari's passing, Swamiji Maharaj was given spiritual authority was appointed by Gudhari, was put in charge by Gudhari of the Agra Satsang. And Sri Gudhari appointed Sri Dahal Sahib to be his successor running the Lucknow Satsang. Gudhari Sahib had two spiritual successors. Both of these successors were given Sangits or ashrams, Satsangs, spiritual communities to preside over. Sri Dahal Sahib of the Lucknow Satsang and Swamiji Maharaj of the Agra Satsang. The Lucknow group sees Swamiji Maharaj as being appointed by Gudhari to run the Agra Satsang, a question I repeated several times to make sure I was understanding correctly. So they don't think of Swamiji as a free agent or breakaway rogue guru, not at all. The Lucknow Satsang has very high regard for Swamiji Maharaj and repeated, as I mentioned, 
the stories familiar to Radhaswamis that Tulsi Sahib prophesied that a great son would be born into the family and Swamiji would be a great saint. They repeat that same view of Swamiji Maharaj. Two of Swamiji's close disciples and successors, Garabdas and Salagram, as I cited earlier, mention Gudhari favorably as the guru Swamiji was affiliated with, attended his satsang for many years, quote-unquote, received updash or instruction from him, unquote, received guidance about meditation practice, his traversing the realm of Mahasun, etc., and this no doubt reflects something of Swamiji's own views that they picked up on as they sat at the feet of Swamiji Maharaj for all of those years. Succession after Tulsi Sahib according to the Lucknow Satsang. Research is ongoing. I'm piecing together names of gurus and various lists of guru lineages they are associated with, and planning on creating some new updated expanded guru lineage charts of the Hathra satsang of succession from Tulsi Sahib and his successors branching out even further. From earlier conversations with others from the Lucknow Satsang, I knew there were five direct immediate successors of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. And now I have all their names. Good Hari Sahib, Sri Suraswami Sahib, Garab Sahib, Vedanti Sahib, and Cheda Das Sahib. Some scholars in India have also included on the list of successors a disciple of Tulsi Sahib by the name of Ram Krishna, or Ramakrishna, not to be confused with other Indian gurus by that name. But so far there's no mention of a Ramakrishna by the Lucknow Satsang. That's still a mystery to be solved, to be figured out, whether there was a disciple by the name of Ramakrishna, who also was a guru after the time of Tulsi Sahib after his passing in 1843. Each of the five successors had their own satsangs and ashrams. Sir Swami was in Hathras at the Tulsi Sahib Mandir, or ashram. Gudhari Sahib, as I mentioned earlier, was based in Lucknow. Originally, he was living in Swamiji's house in Lucknow. Swamiji had two houses, one at Panagali in Agra, and one in Lucknow, and both were Santmat Satsang centers, where Satsangs took place, meditations, initiations as well. Eventually in Lucknow, an ashram was built, and now there are two ashrams located in Lucknow, I am told. The other three successors of Tulsi Sahib had ashrams located in other cities. This satsangi that I recently became in contact with in Lucknow texted me some lists of gurus of the various lineages the other day. For Lucknow, it was Gudhari Sahib. Gudhari's two successors were Swamiji Maharaj in Agra and Sri Dahal Sahib in Lucknow. Just to further get that in writing, which is historic news to have that information, to discover that information. So I wanted to get it in writing, of course. After Sri Dahal Sahib in Lucknow was Sri Siva Sahib. Sri Siva Sahib in Lucknow apparently didn't leave a successor, a, a guru to carry on after him. So a guru from the Surswami lineage appointed one to serve in Lucknow. A few gurus later, in that same rebooted lineage, thanks to the intervention of a guru in the Surswami branch, at Lucknow we get to the year 2020, and Sri Haricharan Das, current elder living guru in the Lucknow area. Sri 
Harry Charan Das is the elder guru of Sant Mat in the Lucknow area and is the one I was in contact with the other day via Pramod's phone and WhatsApp asking about succession from Gudhari to Swamiji Maharaj and other questions. Sri Harry Charan Das of the Lucknow Satsang has created a new ashram in the countryside just outside Lucknow at a place called Malihalabad. It's a fairly peaceful, beautiful, laid-back location. I have a video showing the Gupti Sahib Ashram, as it's called, and surroundings. It's a very beautiful area. There are also apparently some samads of some gurus and sadhus located at that same site. Sri Haricharan Das has also relocated there at this new ashram out in the countryside, outside Lucknow. So, there are now two ashrams and two gurus in Lucknow. At the older ashram in the city of Lucknow, within the city itself, which is the location of the Samad of Sant Gudhari Sahib, Harry Charandas has appointed a guru, a disciple, of his by the name of Siraj Dayal Das Sahib. Not sure what his plans are if Siraj Sahib is going to end up eventually being his successor, illustrating another approach to guru succession in any case, or if there will also be another guru in the future at this other ashram in the countryside outside Lucknow, this Gupti Sahib ashram. Will it always be two gurus in the future, or just the one guru for the two ashrams in the future? Don't know. That's for the future and not for the present. Back to the missing years of Swamiji Maharaj, Sant Radhaswami Sahib. I am not affiliated with this group in Lucknow. Not out to promote them because I'm a follower or anything like that. But I am out to rescue some censored items from Swamiji's well, so to speak, helping to solve the mystery of Swamiji's well. A reference to Swamiji's younger brother Pratap Singh, who once tossed down the well at Swami Bhagan Agra a collection of letters and other documents of Swamiji Maharaj. I want to know what those documents said. I want to know who those letters were from, right? I'm out to solve that mystery, to learn more about Swamiji Maharaj out of respect, reverence, and curiosity about the life and teachings of Swamiji Maharaj. I would certainly encourage others interested in Sant Mat history to treat the Lucknow ashrams as a kind of archaeological site or sacred site, one might call it, documenting the evidence and assuming they stay on the good side of this group and gain permission, photograph and film. Photograph every page of every book, interview the gurus there, transcribe the recordings of those interviews, and publish the contents of the books from the Lucknow Satsang and the interviews with the masters there, thus independently documenting and confirming my research here, preserving the history of the Lucknow Satsang, sharing that information you know, what the Lucknow Satsang has to offer about Swamiji Maharaj and the Satsang of Tulsi Sahib, those missing years, that missing history. Back up my research. Independently confirm it. Interview the gurus there. Publish the books. You know, I say, I hope someone does that. I have had some help from someone who has done some Hindi to English translation work. It's more of a rough work in progress, a rough translation in progress. Like me, they're not part of the Gudhari Satsang. They are actually someone associated with the Radhaswami Satsang Bayas. Are curious-minded about Sants and Sufis in general, very devoted to the teachings of the path. 
and they weren't even aware of the existence of the Lucknow Satsang until recently, when translating part of a Shabd of Swamiji, she remarked, Swamiji was the disciple of someone? Unquote. Sri Haricharan Das has this handwritten collection of favorite shabs or hymns. I got my contact in Lucknow to take some photos of some pages, random pages. He took some photos of those pages with his phone. It's not all of the pages, unfortunately, so much remains to be seen, but at least it's a glimpse into some of the writings they possess. From what I've seen and have had translated thus far, shabs and incomplete fragments of shabs. Sri Gudhari Charan's collection includes shabs and dohas from Tulsi Sahib, Gudhari Sahib, Swamiji Maharaj, Garabdas, and I'm not sure if that's the same Garabdas who eventually became a disciple of Swamiji or someone else with the same name, Garabdas. Sukdas, Lakmandas, and there are a couple of mystic hymn compositions from Sri Haricharandas as well. It's now available as an online PDF file ebook. I just uploaded it today to the Internet Archive. If I can get my contact in Lucknow to copy, to take photos of all of the pages with his phone of this collection of handwritten favorite shabs in the possession of Sri Haricharan, his uh, little book of shabs. God willing, I will have the whole thing translated and publish the contents. I'm willing to do that if I can uh, burden them some more and get them to take some more photos of pages and burden my translator to get them translated into English for our spiritual edification and for the historic record and now readings from the Lucknow Shabs, mystic poetry, hymns, selections. We've had the, the right brain and the history part. Now it's time for, uh, you know, the, the mist. Uh, is that, that's actually the opposite, isn't it? Isn't it the, the right brain that's the, the side of art, music, poetry, and the left brain is the side of math, linear thinking, history, academic reason. So enough of the left brain. We move to the right side of the brain for the rest of the podcast. Readings from the Lucknow Shabs, mystic poetry selections, rough translations of Shabs, and fragments of Shabs of Sant's Tulsi Sahib, Maharaj Gudhari Sahib, Sri Saraswami of Hathras, Swamiji Maharaj, called by them Radhaswami, Garabdas, Sukdas, Lakmandas, and Sri Haricharandas of the Lucknow Satsang. about the first hymn below. The Arti Shabd of Sant Tulsi Sahib is in the Lucknow collection, but was very difficult to translate. However, this same hymn is also preserved at the end of Maharishi Mehi's collection known as the Padavali. So, we decided to mainly use that one. But I have in brackets provided some alternate translations of a few words here and there, or a sentence or verse here or there, making use of the Lucknow version, which is helpful, which does add something to clarity, does provide some additional clarity now and then. Below that, below the Artishabd of Sant Tulsi Sahib, otherwise all of the rest of the translations are from documents of the Lucknow Satsang. Arti Shabad of Sant Tulsi Sahib, 
Do RT with Satguru and see the light shining within you. Igniting the five elements of the body, light the lamp to receive illumination. The sun and the moon are like fruits and flowers, kept on a dish-like or plate-like firmament. As one starts worshipping, pieces of camphor are burnt and a kalash is planted in the inner sky and stars are like pearls and the broken grains of rice are visible. Weaving the garland of flowers, put it around your neck or heart and offer betel leaves, sweet, incense, sandal, an earthen lamp. In such a light, the accompaniment of various musical sounds of cymbals and drums are heard. Scent-like currents of consciousness are spread all over the body and float up into the sky. And in that sphere, consciousness, like the bee, feels highly content or blissful. Listening to the multiple sounds, pure light is burning within. And as one sees it, all one's lapses are eliminated forever. The holy light is burning inside the body beholding or contemplating which all sins are washed away. That flow of nectar is coming from the inner sky and the devotees are fully drenched. Drinking that ambrosia, consciousness is fully awakened. The surat becomes blissful and makes fresh endeavors to ascend. The image of a billion suns is splendid. Make your camp beyond a lock. And there glimpsing the absolute beyond. The quintessential one. You strike your bond with the supreme sovereign. Pure consciousness. Every moment keeping consciousness or surat alive in your inner sky. With the grace of the master, drink the unfathomable drink or ambrosia. Tulsi Sahib says, in the abode of the guru, all is illuminated and the loud musical sounds are heard. Let your consciousness like an alal bird overturn, reverse towards the sky shaking off the wrappings of the body. Arti in India is a form of worship, a plate with fruit or sweets and candles being waved as hymns are being sung. It's a type of worship. Arti Shabad of Garabdas. Perform Arti of the beneficial guru, performing which you find your immortal home. Dedicate your body, mind, and treasure, and behold the limitless beauty of the Lord. The unstruck sound is playing at the top of Soon the void, and on a white throne the Lord is sitting. Remember the Master with each breath. Guru gives us residence in the immortal abode. Behold the awesome play of light as Guru makes pure our dirty intellect. O fallen soul, take refuge in the Master. Our record is forgiven by Guru. Be free of wandering and mistakes, Garabdas says, keep your heart in his lotus feet. R.T. Shabad, or Ham, mystic poetry of Sukdas, a psalm of Sukdas. Offer food to Satparush, the supreme being 
the true eternal, original being. Offer food to Satpurush, unbroken millions of sounds are resounding. Satguru is seated on a throne in the sky, which is illuminated with many diamonds and gems. The beauty of the Lord cannot be described. Small hairs, a single atom of his, shames the light of a billion suns. Sadhu is distributing prashad, every day immersed in love and devotion. Sukdas found this bliss in refuge of Guru, Tulsi. Beholding him, the delusion of Kal was broken. An anonymous inscription also mentioning Arati, or worship. It's not attributed to a master, but it sure fits in here with these other Arti shabs. Do Simran and Dhyan of the Lord, after Arti and Prashad, and praying to him with love. Finish the path at the end of the day. Shabbat or Mystikim by Maharaj Gudhari Sahibji, prominent disciple of Sant Tulsi Sahib. Filthy mind which lives inside the body is entangled with karma. In the net of this and that, it's cycling in 84's flow. And that's the end of the Shabbat. That's referring to the cycle of 84, the cycle of transmigration and reincarnation. Another Shabbat of Gudhari Sahib. The way of Surat, the attention faculty of the soul, is from the cave of the sky. Once heard and followed, the soul becomes immortal. Closing the tenth opens up another door. The soul reaches soon the dark void, leaving the lane of Ida and Pingala she makes her bed in Sukmana. There is an uninterrupted vision of a thousand lights which are glowing day and night without any lamp. In the middle of Trikuti there is silverish moonlight, observing which the soul becomes blissful. There is lightning without clouds and thundering without clouding. Shabad from Gudhari's disciple Radhaswami, and that's a quote, that's a title from them. Shabad from Gudhari's disciple Radhaswami, in other words, part of a lost Shabd of Swamiji Maharaj. My master introduced me to the identity of soul and I realized the self as the highest element. The formless Parush is beyond the second door. Beholding him, the soul became blissful. Inside this body is the whole creation of the Vedas. The perfect master showed this to me. Inside is seen brilliant sunlight and in the inner sky a huge ocean. Inside the inner cave are billions of suns. Shabad by Surswami, disciple of Tulsi Sahib. Showers of drops begin. The new Surat soul starts drinking nectar. The Hansa, or heavenly bird, resides in the abode. The cycle of birth and death become finished, or over. There resides Gudhardas. The self became God itself.
Shabbat by Sir Swami. Every day is not the same. One day, King Harish Chandra had a huge property like Maru Hill. One day, he had to leave his own home and became servant to Hari in the cremation grounds. One day, a groom accompanied wedding procession with sound of jubilation in all four directions. One day, he was living in a forest putting his one foot in front of another. One day Sita is crying in the garden of glorious matter, material substance. One day she met Ramchandra, and both are roaming in the garden of flowers. The translator makes some commentary here. You'll see it in the ebook version I uploaded today. These are various stories referred to in Hinduism. Sita is considered to be the soul, Ram is God. So the soul which was restless in materialistic gardens, or the materialistic garden, became happy when she met her creator. So the translator here is saying that the way these stories are arranged together, it becomes very spiritual. It becomes a metaphor for the journey of the soul towards liberation. Shabbat or mystic hymn by Lachman Das, disciple of Sir Swami. Climbed the fort of Trikudi and ran away Climbing the sky of Radhaswami, Gudhardas went into the Guru's refuge. This is just a line, a fragment of a shab preserved in a photograph of a page of a handwritten book. Why is the word Radhaswami used here? It could have been composed during the 1860s or after the 1860s, after the word Radhaswami was invented, in other words. Lakman Das was a disciple of Sir Swami, Tulsi Sahib's successor in Hathras. There was some back and forth traffic between Agra and Hathras, Lucknow and Hathras, by some satsangis. A good example of that, of course, is our, sto our story earlier from the Baba Devi Sahib biography, Baba Devi Sahib of Hathras traveling and meeting Rai Salagram in Hathras. Another Shabd by Lakman Das. Guru sailed across. In the river of desires, I found the boat of Nam. My drowning soul was rescued by the Guru. The sinning soul was drowning in waters of illusion or Maya. It emerged by being obedient to the Master, found knowledge in satsang, and a way through the Guru, found abode in Nirvana, and gave up the whirlpool of illusion. Helmsman, steersman, is Guru Tulsi Sahib, who took Lakman Das under his refuge. Shabad by Hari Charandas, disciple of Vimal Sahib, and elder guru in the Lucknow area. Behold the abode by climbing the sky. First wall or house manifested in Hathras, Sahib one, or set up in Lucknow. Second wall or house became in Lucknow, Sahib one. 
third wall or house became in Sisva. He gave darshan to Das Haricharan. Das Haricharan requests to remain in the refuge of the lotus feet of Vimal Sahib. That is a series of verses describing some of the different satsang centers. The satsang center in Hathras, and then a center was set up in Lucknow, and then other locations as well. So these verses are naming the various successors and the spiritual missions in different locations affiliated with the satsang of Sant Tulsi Sahib. And the final Shabad, or actually Doha it's called, a mystic composition by the living guru, elder master at the Lucknow area, Sri Hari Charandas, disciple and spiritual successor of Sri Vimal Sahib. Some beautiful mystic verses, some of my favorite from this collection, other than those from Swamiji Maharaj. Sri Haricharan Das. The surat or soul is blind without Shabad. Say, where can she go? If she can't find the door of Shabad, she remains entangled and wandering. In the three realms, Shabad is foremost. This is taught by all sants. Das Haricharan says, without Shabad, the delusion never goes away. A footnote about inner and outer Shabad or Shabd. An outer Shabd or Shabad is a hymn. It reads like a psalm or poetry, if you just read it with the translation without the music. The inner Shabad or Shabd being referred to is the positive power of the Godhead, seen as inner mystic light and heard as inner mystic sound, the sound current, the audible life stream. Surat Shabd Yoga is meditation upon the inner Shabad, the inner light and sound of God, the spiritual practice of the Sants, the spiritual practice, the meditation practice of Santmat, the path of the masters. The Surat soul is blind without Shabad. Say, where can she go? If she can't find the door of Shabad, she remains entangled and wandering. In the three realms, Shabad is foremost. This is taught by all sants. Das Haricharan says, without Shabad, the delusion never goes away. Today on the Santmat Satsang podcast, a sample from the lost jobs of Swamiji Maharaj, Sant Radhaswami Sahib, a few samples from the Lucknow Shabs, and meeting the unknown guru of Radhaswami, Maharaj Gudhari Sahib. Swamiji Maharaj. Seth Shivdayal Singh of Agra, also known as Sant Radhaswami Sahib, was the spiritual successor of Maharaj Gudhari Sahib. Maharaj Gudhari Sahib appointed Swamiji Maharaj 
to take charge of the Agra satsang and became his spiritual successor in Agra. This has been the Santmat Satsang Podcast. My name is James Bean. If you're listening to this podcast by way of YouTube, scroll below to the notes section where you'll find links to two earlier podcasts on Gudhari Sahib, the Swamiji Maharaj Gudhari Sahib Connection, parts one and two. Also a link to my research paper, Maharaj Gudhari Sahib, the unknown guru of Radha Swami history a paper I now need to update with this latest information after contacting the Lucknow Satsang and getting direct quotes from them about the history between Gudhari Sahib and Swamiji Maharaj of Agra. My name is James Bean. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Also below is a link to the ebook The Lucknow Shabs, now available at the Internet Archive. Thanks for joining me for this program exploring the rare Sant Mat history, history in the making here, as a matter of fact, today, revealing information that's never before been revealed, because it's all about the truth. We say the word Sat, the Sat, the word Sat means eternal truth, so therefore we care about the eternal truth, and another name for truth is God. And that's why we're here. That's what this program is dedicated to exploring. Thanks for joining me. See you again next time for another edition of the Sant Mat Satsang Podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio. (laughs) 